the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church that you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome back to the Church of the Week program. I'm so happy and privileged to be back in the studio today. Uh, and today I have a special guest. And I usually open up with uh, a, sh- a very short devotional, but I want to jump right in uh, with my guest. And I'm going to get to that word uh, because I really feel God put it in my heart today to share it specifically uh, with my in-studio audience as well as you all listening, driving around the city, enjoying uh, your Sunday. And so I'm here in studio with Pastor John Anamiki. Uh, pastor John is a senior pastor of Bethel Covenant uh, Assemblies of God, a growing, thriving, and I got to say one of the more fun churches uh, in, in the city. Uh, and Glory be to God. Yeah, I, I, I've been to a few services there, right, and right. man, I had, a, I had a great time. And if I wasn't at my own pulpit preaching <laughs> you i've told my wife man if we didn't if we weren't pastoring we would be over there amen, uh, amen. and so pastor john thank you so much for joining me today thank you my pleasure and uh, god bless you and to our listening audience thank you for being a part of the program today Yes. A couple of years ago, I tried to get you on the air, and uh, and schedules did not line up. Right. However, I was able to get Pastor Chidi on the on the air. That's right. And That's she right. came in, and and we and she sat there where you're sitting, and and we went through. We had a great time, and and I found out that day that Pastor Chidi uh, has. Uh, is from or lived in my same yeah, city, New York, yeah. from the Bronx, yeah, New York. From the Bronx, yeah. And so I was. Uh, they, they, we connected. Yes, we connected right there, and so it's so so good. So to hear that now, uh, we learned about her a couple of years ago. Now I want to introduce you to our listeners. They hear you every Sunday at four thirty right here on KSLR uh, Covenant Word. And so right after this program, stay tuned because you're going to be blessed Amen. by by the preaching of Pastor. John and a Mickey. Uh, and so, uh, but tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? Are you a PK? What, what's the story with you? Well, praise God. One more time. Thank you for having me. Um, I am John Anamiki, originally from Nigeria. Um, my parents were pastors in Nigeria under the Assemblies of God. Um, I'm number five out of six kids. Wow. So you, we were a big family. Yeah. Um, but we just love the Lord. You know, my my parents um, served the Lord faithfully. My dad is diseased. He passed away in 1987 mm. um, at a very young age, at the age of 41. Wow. Um, my mom at the time was 28 years old. Oh, so imagine a 28-year-old, you know, lady with six children. The oldest at the time was about 13 years old. I was six when my dad passed. Um, so it was a rough time, you know, but we just kept serving the Lord. 
my mom kept encouraging us that, you know, the God that your father served, you know, is, is, is our God. And that's who we must continue to worship and stay faithful. And we know one day he's going to come through for us. And, you know, glory be to God, you know, 20-something years later, you know, of course, my mom helped us to serve God, stay faithful in the things of God. We all went to college. Wow. She made sure that we all went to college. She really, really um, was big on us serving the Lord, no matter where we find ourselves, and staying faithful to the ministry. And if the Lord called us, she was 100% in support. God made a way for us to come to the United States um, in the year 2001. In fact, the day to 9-11 was when we stepped into this wow. country. And that was a big breakthrough. Yeah. And, and it was one of those dark seasons in our yeah. lives where, you know, a lot of things were not going well. Mom was always crying and just hoping for a brighter day. And then the breakthrough came through the visa lottery. And that's how we came to the United States of America. And uh, we continued my education. In my last year of uh, dental school, um, God called me to ministry to continue where my father, you know, mm-hmm. um, stopped. And to the glory of God, we are fully into ministry yeah. now and also serving as a dentist in the community. And that's who I am, just playing guy, serving the Lord Jesus, and just trying to do my best to be a blessing to my community. Well, it's it's always it's it's never easy uh, in life. No, uh, there is there is going to be the difficult times, right? Uh, and and so part of our testimony is always that. And so praise God, your 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 testimony was not one of of going out. You were in church. Yes, you grew up in church, and you came from night. Did you come straight to the U.S. from yes. Nigeria? Yes, we came straight to to the United States by way of Dallas to San Antonio. Mm. Um, but Dallas was our first stop. Stayed briefly in New, uh, in Grand Prairie. Okay. Um, yeah, but directly from Nigeria here um, to the United States. I was 21 years old at that time. Wow. So, glory be to God, this will be my 22nd year in the United States. Wow. And God has really been good. But, yes, you're right. Mine was not, my testimony was not, oh, well, you know, I was insane and, you know, um, you know, God saved me and that. But I will tell you that it was one that my faith was tested. Mm-hmm. You know, we went through trials and tribulations and, you know, adversity. So not so much of the temptation of sin per right. se, but just challenges of life, the vicissitudes of life. Not having food to eat, not not being neglected by, you know, people that we called friends, people mm-hmm. that were my father's friends in ministry, people that we really thought would be there for us. So everybody was gone, and it was just us relying on the Lord. And so the decision was to turn our backs on the Lord, (laughs) you know, and find alternatives or follow after God, even when we didn't know how things were going to turn out. So... It was more like the Job situation, yeah. you know. So we, my mom's encouragement, and glory be to God for her life. She's still with me, and she still serves in our ministry as one of the pastors. But it was the fact that we can see through scriptures that when you turn to the Lord and put your trust in the Lord, he will not let you down. Of course, the scripture says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. So we went through sickness. 
problems, not having food to eat, not knowing whether we're going to be able to pay for school fees. But at the very nick of time, mm-hmm. God always came through for us. Yeah. And God always comes through for that's people right. that trust in him. And and that's the that's our story. And that's the hope that we bring to everyone that we come in contact with, yeah. that no matter what you're going through, there's hope for you. And God always comes through when we put our trust in him. Amen. Amen. God is so faithful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, you guys were, were part of the prayers for, for me and my family when my son went through what he went through. Yeah. I was on the phone yes. a lot with, uh, with Sister Adaku. Yes. And you guys prayed for us. Yes. And uh, just a few weeks ago, he graduated. He walked the Hallelujah. stage. You know, no, no wheelchair, no yes. walker, no yes. cane, yes. no glasses. He was just, he's free. Amen. God brought him through. That's what God can you know? do. And, and the Job thing teaches us that suffering is a part of life. Yes, it is. You know, and, and if, if you could hold on to get to chapter 42, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. But, man, if you hold on, you know, Job said it himself. I had heard of you. Yes. But, but now. My eyes. Man. And sometimes you need that valley to see God. Yes, sir. You need that valley to see God. And so we thank God. Like, like Andre Crouch used to sing, yeah. I thank him for the mountains, but I thank him for, for the, the valleys. valleys. <laughs> you know, because it was through there that I know that his word is true through it all. Amen. You know, and so uh, praise the Lord that, that you're here in San Antonio. You're one of the, the pastors here uh, in this great city. And we love that you're here. You, have, you have been working I don't know when you rest, but, <laughs> but you are one of the busiest men in, in the city. You are also, you're not only uh, Pastor John Anamiki, you're, you're Dr. John yes, Anamiki. And, and you are, what are you, a dental surgeon? What yes, is it that I'm you a do? Peri- I'm a periodontist. Okay. Um, and so that's one of the surgical specialties in dentistry. So it's almost like an oral surgeon, but we don't do the OR stuff. Uh, uh, okay. So more surgical dentistry. They make an appointment with you That's and, right. and, you, and yes. you hook them up. That's right. We, <laughs> we, we take care of the gums, gum disease, dental implants, extractions, sinus surgeries, bone grafts, and all that. Nice Damn. stuff. The nice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I jumped right into the interview, but I wanted, I wanted to share something that that uh, is in my heart. Yes, sir. Usually I have more time to prepare for one of these interviews, uh, but because you're so busy, it was like, he's coming. And so we got ready. <laughs> so here we are. But I, I feel like the Lord put this in my heart. And so, Pastor John, uh, you know this. And listeners, be encouraged by this. Uh, I won't, I'll give you where it's at later because I, I don't want to steal my own thunder. But I want, I want you, then the, then the Lord... Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, right. and he said to him, and you know, you know where I'm at, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. 
Now my eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen a, a sanct and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Amen. And I wanted to read that to you and, and share that with you. I don't I'm not I'm not the, the prophet that moves in that, but sometimes the Lord puts puts it in my heart, you know, right. as a pastor. Right. Sometimes you have to just share the, the word and and I, I felt that I now see. that as you are dedicating a temple. Yes. And yes. which is why we're here. Uh, I just I knew as we were preparing for this and I'm looking at okay, the Lord was just putting in my heart Solomon. Okay, God, where? So give him the promise. Show, show him the promise, Amen. and and that God is. I, it doesn't come without a sacrifice, you know. And and I love to hear. Believe it or not, it sounds strange, but I love to hear the struggle. Yes. I love to tell people of my testimony. Right. Because it it's not always sunshine. There is sacrifice, and God responds to sacrifice. He does. He does. And if you read that chapter, you see how much Solomon sacrificed. Right. His dad gave, David gave him a lot. Yes. You know, and you have received a lot from your dad. Right. Right. But man, there has been a lot sacrificed. Yes. A lot given. And because of that, uh, placed upon the altar. God responds and he says, this is my house. Hallelujah. This Now your prayers, not that they haven't been before, but he's saying my eyes are open to you. My ears are open to you. And if my people, you know, I just feel like that is the altar, the church, the place. And if you dare, like you have dared, you could have done four more services, five more services right. in the same building. Right. You know, that would have been a sacrifice in and of itself, and it was. Mm -hmm. But you went further. You said, Lord, we're going to build you a place. We're going to build you a temple. And we're going to talk about that temple. We're going to invite people to come. But I just needed to share that with you. And I received the word of God for myself and the congregation and our community in San Antonio. Amen. Amen. <laughs> there is an altar in San Antonio. Yes, there is. There is. There is. God is doing something amazing in our city. Yes. Um, there's a move of God. Um, and and I know it's in response to prayers, and not just of one congregation, but prayers of the saints. And I know that this is a hot spot mm -hmm. for a mighty move of God that's about to happen. And you can see that there's a focus. So it's not just, I know, yes, we see economic stuff going on, a lot of road constructions. But you know, as there's an access created physically, everything we see physically has a spiritual connotation. That's right. So something is about to happen in our city. And it's going to touch not just one congregation, but all the congregations, yes. all the churches. And God is just looking for people that are willing to partner with him. And as many that are willing to serve him and faithfully connect with what God is doing, there's going to be a touchdown of the move of God in our churches. Amen. Amen. I receive that. <laughs> I tell you what, we're, we're praying. Amen. We, we are praying. I know your church prays. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we do. That's we, what we you love, do. Yeah, yeah, we love to pray. Bethel is a house of prayer. Yes. You know, and you know, the scripture says, and this is Jesus speaking, he said, you know, when he kicked the, 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 the traders and all the people selling at the temple, um, 
out of the temple. He, he said, my house shall be the house of prayer. He said, but you have made it the den of lions. Mm-hmm. When the church don't pray, the church becomes a den for lions. Wow. And so any church that doesn't pray, you have more breakthroughs stolen than breakthroughs released. So it becomes a conducive place for the lions to come. Right. But when we pray, now that doesn't mean the lions are not there, but the lions are subdued like Daniel chapter 6. That's right. Because we have the presence of angels. And God now releases more blessings. So once we were able to lock into that revelation, Jesus did not even say, my house shall be the house of the word. Because he is the word. Exactly. Well, you can't really pray effectively without the word. That's right. So if you have a lot of word and no prayer, you have a lot of resources that are not being converted into the right material or things that they should be. So we have a lot of breakthroughs that are in process, in progress, not finished, because prayer is not ignited. I, I ought to share with the church, I said, any altar without fire, you have a lot of dead meat. Mm. On the slab. On the slab. On the altar. On the altar. Yeah. And after a while, decay is going to set in. So not that people are not on the altar. It's just that there's no fire. Yes. And it's the fire on the altar consuming the sacrifice that makes it a sacrifice. If not, it's just a dead offering. So now (laughs) you have to answer it because I have been looking into the altar. The altar is something to me that... It just the light bulb went on one day, and I said, sort of, uh, "When looking looking at the prophet and and the prophets of Baal, right? That whole when when the Bible says, and he rebuilt the altar, right? It's kind of like I grew up in church, just like you. I've heard that sermon, I've preached that sermon, but then one day God told me, rebuild my altar. Yes, yes, it's broken down. You're having church, you're singing songs, but my altar is broken." broken. Rebuild my altar and 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 okay, God, what does that mean? I'm in church. What do you you know? And so we have to begin to look into what is the altar, and God begin to to re- show me the altar is a gateway. The altar is is a door. Right, Jacob. Right, he laid down and he had he had a dream and he saw the angels coming up and down. That's no, that's an open door, an open right. altar. And and I and and here's here's what I have said and and now I, I want to because you said something that makes me rethink what I've been saying. The altar is a, is a door that's locked until the until the sacrifice is placed on right. it, and the heavens are open. Right, and so when if there's dead meat on there, what we're waiting for is the response of God. Right, that's ultimately what it is. It's not the beauty of the altar. No. We have a lot of beautiful altars. Exactly. That are cold. Without fire. And prayer is the is what ignites is the, the gasoline. That's right. That ignites the fuel. The it's the fuel for the fire. And without the fire, many intentions don't turn into manifestation. Good deeds. Oh no. So all offerings. Those, yes, all those good deeds and actions and random acts of kindness and generosity and philanthropy, all that need the fire. Right. For it to become a sacrifice that is a sweet smelling savour to God. If not, they just as good deeds, not an offering. 
Right. So the money, the hours, the the sacrifice, the meat, if you would, right. stays here. What goes up is the smoke. That's right. And so that's how. That's how God accepts. It becomes, in, in, like the Bible says, sweet, sweet smelling savour. Yes. And so you see, we have a lot of people that do all these things, mm-hmm. and they wonder why God is not responding. I do all these things. I give to church. I, I serve. I clean. I do all this. How come God doesn't respond to me? God is waiting for the prayer. Mm. And that is the most important responsibility of the pastors and the, the leaders to be able to get the people to seek after him. Yes. To cry upon, cry out to him. And you know, whether Ezra or the people in the scriptures, you know, the prophets, one of the things they were good at was to turn the people to what's God and to cry out to God. Yes. And then God responds. Yes. So. The altar is good. Even Jesus, when he came, you see, he spent more time praying mm-hmm. because he knew that was the way to the heart of the Father. Even Gethsemane, you see, it was a place of prayer. And so for us in Bethel Covenant Assembly of God, I discovered, I, I think it was very early in our ministry, in our first year, the Lord told me, I, I, was, I was waiting upon the Lord, and, and I heard a word, and, and the Lord told me, he said, John, it's prayer. And I, I was reading a book, and, and I think I was watching a, 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 something on YouTube. And I don't know how I got there, but it was, I was, it was really spirit-led. And I think it was John G. Lake that an angel appeared to him and mm-hmm. told him, by prayer, much prayer, and by prayer alone can the church or a man be able to destroy the powers of darkness. Mm-hmm. So the gates of hell is always looking for a way to affect the church. Without prayer, you can't keep the devil out. When you pray, you're going to see miracles. You're going to see signs and wonders. And that's what we, that's our testimony. And I told our church, I said, you know what? It's very easy to preach. You need gifts, you know, to be able to do that, communicate. Charisma. Oh, yeah. Yeah, But But prayer? Prayer is not, you don't need charisma for all that. You need, you need diligence. You need a heart for God. Yeah. You need devotion. You need sacrifice. In fact, it needs all the things that nobody's going to applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> the secret things. And it needs the secret yes. place. And that's where, you, that's where the power is generated. Mm-hmm. And so once we, we saw that, every day we pray. Every day. And look at the secret of Yongicho. In, in, in South prayer Korea, mountain. a prayer mountain. Every successful move of God has been mediated yeah. on the platform of prayer. And that's how the churches can grow. Because once you pray, miracles will happen. I mean, I've seen cancer healed yes. in the church. Like healed. Healed in the church. Yes. You see people, asthmatic, healed 20 years. And once the miracles start happening, people start hearing about it. They know that there is God. Then their faith increases, Mm -hmm. and they connect to it in the place of prayer, and things, more miracles start happening. And I believe 
in San Antonio, I know this for a fact that there are many churches that are praying. Yes. I know this. I talked to my pastor friends. There's prayer going on. That's yes. why I believed that something great is about to happen in San Antonio. I, I believe it. And, and I know it's not just Bethel alone. Mm-hmm. And I rejoice for my pastors. I, I just for other churches. We're one body in Christ. The more we pray together, the more we call God's attention to our city. That's right. And I know that the people are going to rejoice soon. We, you know, one of the things that, I, that I've learned in my, my journey with the altar right there there are many different kinds of altar the altar of prayer we're talking about uh that at the altar there's authority yes and and that's i like i mean sometimes we we assume it you're you're saying it you know that the devil can't if we pray but it's because at the altar we're getting what ephesians talks about you know, seated in heavenly places, far above principalities, you know, and he and we're seated with him because we were we were raised with him, seated with him and given the authority of the believer to be able to to now what Jesus said in his prayer, let your kingdom come and your will be done. You know, so it's up to it's really up to the church and the church at the altar, you know. And and that's that's the way I see it, and, and that's how I've been moving, and I've been I've been trying to figure, you know, the the authority and what am I here for? I could I, I would love. Can I be honest with you? Yes, sir. I would love to sit down on Sunday and have somebody preach me happy, and and just enjoy. Service Me and too. good music. Wouldn't we? Well, I think most pastors would. Yeah, of course we. We yes, most pastors would. Uh, it's just that we know that we also have an obligation. That's right. And the people are waiting to hear what God is saying right now. You know, but yeah, yes, sir. We have right. we have been we have been called out and and we're put in that position. And so yes, we're we're moving. And so, and so though though we're. Though we can recognize, and I and I say amen to that. Amen. There are churches all over this wonderful city that are praying. Yes, uh, that are that are calling on God, and that are provoking the fire. Yes, and and we're and we're coming closer and closer together. I'm gonna do everything in my power with this microphone to try to bring us together. Amen. Uh, but today we're talking about you <laughs> <laughs> and Bethel Covenant. Yeah, and so there's there's a dedication coming. You've. Been in the building, but your that dedication day, which is what provoked me to read Second Chronicles uh, seven. It was that dedication, and I'm praying that at that day, the smoke of the presence of God, Amen, would fill that room, Amen, and even if. If the preacher can preach, so be, be it. it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So on on June starting June twenty fifth, right? This is this is Sunday, June twenty fifth. Your morning service is kicking off uh the dedication week and you're calling it uh seven days. Of greater glory. Amen. Amen. You guys have experienced great glory, so now you're going to the next place. Yes, yes. We're going to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> and so every day that week, you're going to be celebrating. You're going to be dedicating. You're taking it seriously. Yes, sir. And, and I know this because uh, when is it? Tuesday. Tuesday is a day of prayer and fasting. Yes. And that's not that's not very attractive to most. Right. Right. <laughs> but we gotta prepare. You have to we have to prepare ourselves for the glory that's about to come. 
Um, I discovered that when we don't get ready for what God wants to do, he still does it. But the impact is not as it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we don't want a faded glory like that of Moses. We want a glory that, that transforms, yes. a transforming glory, like the Bible talks about. A glory that comes by the Spirit, where we're yeah. being changed into that same image from glory to glory. And that's that's why we have to prepare ourselves and get ready for what God is set to do. We believe it's our, it's our season. We believe yeah. it's our time. And, and, and we're so excited that God has favored us and chosen us at this time, especially post-COVID, to be able to have this wonderful, amazing facility. Each time I get in there, I'm in awe of mm-hmm. what God can do when we stay faithful to him. So I'm excited. I can't wait. <laughs> but you, you, make me, you make me think of, of Mordecai and, and Esther. Esther, yeah. You, you make me think of, of Joshua. Yeah. Uh, when, when, God, when God told Joshua, then Joshua told the priests yeah. in three days, yes. get ready. Yes. Because in three days... Consecrate yourself is yeah, what he said, yes, yes. because in three days God we're going to amazing thing. Yes, and then Mordecai told Esther, "Hey, who knows? Yes, who God has raised you for such a time as this? You know, and don't you think, mm-hmm. you know, that this won't touch your family or who? You know, God needs to raise up somebody else. You do it, but you know what? I want I want to be like like Isaiah six. You know, here I am. Send send me. I'll yes, go. Yes. And so, and that's what you're doing. Amen. You know, you have answered. You have answered the call. You've dared to dream, and to dream large, godly. God is not a little guy. No, he's <laughs> a great God. He's, he's not. He's, he's not a little amazing. thing. He's amazing, and we thank him. Yes. And so, you guys have stepped up to the plate, and you've done church on purpose, with meaning, uh, with passion, and so uh, beginning. June 25th, Sunday at, at your morning service, and then you, you have a night service. Do yes. you usually have a night service or is this? No, a, no. Okay. So we, um, and there's the, we, we, we've had a few Sunday night services since we started, um, but not something that we do all the time. Right. But we believe that we want to take advantage of the opportunity yeah. for this um, season to do something, especially it's summer. A lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, out of school, you know. They might as well come to church. might as well come to church. Also, we recognize some people can, especially ministers, will be busy on Sunday morning exactly. in their churches. Um, but Sunday night, especially because of the uh, quality of guests that we're having. Again, all glory be to God. We we respect and honor all the different, you know, music ministers. But God really put this wonderful A-list, yeah. you know, music artist in our in our path. Um, Minister Sinat, she's the singer of Waymaker, Miracle Walker, Promise Keeper. She's the composer. Um, this is going to be her second time. So that's her song. song. That's her song. Others yeah. have sung it. Yes. And we sing it at church all right. the time. But this is her song. Right. That's God gave her those words. Th- those words. Yes. So she's going to be with us that Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. But the Sunday night is going to be the Waymaker concert. Right. What a beautiful way to yes. open up the entire week. And so it's a call for everyone in San Antonio. It doesn't matter your church affiliation. We, we, San Antonio, we're family, you know, Mikasa, Esukasa, you know, I'm telling you, you're welcome, pastors, parishioners, choir leaders, music directors, 
friends, family. Let's just have church. Let's worship together. Let's worship God together. Forget about whatever. It's your church. It's yes. it's God's church. And it's one we're one family. So it's something for the San Antonio community. Right. In fact, you probably maybe not know me that day and I really don't care. I, it's God's <laughs> church. I just want to worship God. Be like, you know, one side of the wall. I don't really I just want to worship God. Yeah. And I and I think it's a beautiful opportunity. All the events are free. There's no charge. We're not charging anybody. God just told us, open it up to the city. Let the people worship me. The inspiration came when, though you know from the scripture, the Bible says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. And so we just want to take the opportunity to lift God's name up and just worship him. That's a beautiful way to enter his gates with thanksgiving, his yes. courts with praise. And that's why we're starting with a Waymaker concert on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday and Tuesday will be fasting and prayer. If you love to pray, you want to seek the face of God and just enjoy a time of intercession, supplication and worship. Monday and Tuesday we're preparing ourselves. Wednesday is going to be uh, a wonderful night of powerful worship with Pastor William McDowell. Oh, yes. Oh, he's an amazing worshiper, yes. and he's a good friend of mine and a good friend of our ministry. He's going to be with us on Wednesday, and on Thursday is a night of revival. You know him, your friend, <laughs> uh, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez. He's, he, he's, been, he's been with us every year. Yeah. And, you know, I told him, I said, I, this over a year ago, I said, sir, you come in, you go open the... You're going to come. You go open the revival <laughs> night. And he said, you know, book me down. I'm coming. <laughs> so Reverend Sam Rodriguez is going to be with us with a powerful word for our community, yes. for the church, for the body of Christ, and for the entire nation, you know. No, Sam, Sam is a prophet to the nation. He is. Really, he really does bring a word. Yes. And so Thursday night is going to be that. Then Friday night is going to be the super night. Yes. Don't miss that. Chandler Moore of Maverick City. They're yes. going to be here live with a, with a full band. They're coming, and it's going to be a wonderful time. Last time they came to AT&T Center, I guess, of course, there was no place to park. It was just packed out. Wow. We don't know what God's going to do, but everybody's <laughs> welcome. You know, it's a, and this, again, it's free. It's a free worship concert. He wants to be with us. Yeah. He's excited to come to San Antonio, him and his band and the team. And wow. on Sunday... Saturday's rest. Sunday's going to be the official grand finale and opening. Um, we have a, it's a big campus and the building, it's, it's a, it's a big building. We have the sanctuary. We have the children's area, the administrative offices. We have an event center. Um, that can take about 500 to 600 people for like wedding banquets. Mm-hmm. So it's a multi-purpose building. Um, and so we're commissioning the entire campus to the glory of God. And we're privileged to have uh, Reverend Dr. Doc Clay. He's the general superintendent of Assemblies of God USA. Yeah. He's going to be with us, and he's, we're going to dedicate the beauty to the glory of God. We know we're expecting great men and women of God, uh-huh. of course, including you, man of God, <laughs> joining us for the program. And, of course, the leaders of our city, all the mayors are definitely going they, they, they plan to be there just to celebrate the goodness yeah. of God. Because they've been with us even for when we're less than 100 and seeing the church grow over the years. And we, it's, it's a time we, we believe that as a, as a community, as a city, we're coming together to celebrate something good. And we celebrate what God is doing, and this will be a springboard for many other ministries and many other people that are believing God for such miracles. So we know that we are not, it's not exclusive to us alone. 
but we're just glad to be a part of what God yeah. is doing, and we're opening it up to the community. Amen. That's that's a powerful thing. I can't wait. Amen. Uh, and so June twenty, starting June twenty fifth. Yes, sir. And then every every day, every night that week, uh, something is going to be happening. Right. At, at Bethel Covenant. Now, Bethel Covenant. You, we can find you on the web at Bethel Covenant AG. Dot org. org. BethelCovenantAG.org. So you can go there now and you can find out what night, who's going to be there, what night, and you can come out and pray fast. You can come out and, and enjoy the preacher, the, the worship, and it's going to be great. And uh, come to come to church. So, what time is your is is your ser- Sunday Sunday service? Ten a.m. Ten a.m. every Sunday. You're there. Right. All right. And so uh, now you're located. You're you're what we're dedicating. The new building is right is on 1604. Right. What is the official address? Uh, 1604 101802 West Loop. 1604 North San Antonio, Texas. Seven eight two five four one zero eight zero two West Loop sixteen o four North San Antonio Texas seven eight two five four It's right between Braun and Bandera. There you go. That's what I was looking right. for. Because there's there's really not too much on sixteen o four. There not yet. Yeah. I'm sure they're gonna blow up oh, now. Oh yes, it's gonna blow up. When the blessing comes, <laughs> then it, it's it's gonna spread. Right. So it, on sixteen o four, in between Braun and Bandera, and Bandera, right. on on the on the eastbound side. Right, so we're going. Right. We're going. You're east, on the eastbound east side, side yeah. of of sixteen oh four, Pastor. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say because we talk so heavily about prayer. But how? What, what would you tell pastors today? I just want to share uh, with pastors that there's really nothing God cannot do. Amen. God can be trusted. Um, if you put your trust in Him and you sincerely believe in the Lord. Um, Job said, Job 42, I know you can do all things, and no purpose of yours can be thwarted. I've seen God do things that are mind-blowing. So I encourage every pastor, believe God for mind-blowing miracles. Um, If you believe in him for the simple things, he won't do simple things because he's a big God. He's an almighty God. So he does things that the scripture says exceeded more abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. So I want to encourage every pastor, believe God for the impossible. Believe God for miracles. Believe God for things that you've read in scripture because God is faithful to his word and not one jot of his word is going to fall to the mm-hmm. ground except he be fulfilled. Yes. And stay encouraged even in the deepest Situations in your life where you think there's no hope. You, like Abraham, he still believed in hope. You know, and it was counted unto him, Scripture says, as righteousness. So God even weighs the way we believe in him in the midst of adversity. And just know that God always has a way of coming through for you. And he will. He will. He, he did will. it for us, and he will for you. That's right. Amen. Amen. San Antonio, if you're still listening, it's because you're listening to the podcast by this time. And so I want you, I want you to share this with someone. 
send this to your pastor, send this to a minister friend that perhaps you think needs to hear this, or just send this to your neighbor that needs an encouraging word that God is a powerful, he's a great God. And we, it, it's really not a risk to have faith. Oh, no. In God. Amen. 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 <laughs> he, will, he will not let you down. Amen. Amen. So let's get to church. Uh, if you're looking for a church, I know of a very good one, uh, Bethel Covenant. And uh, get over there. Get over there. Their services are 10. You can find them on the web at BethelCovenantAG.org. You've heard from, from Pastor John. He has a word for you. And so come on out. And uh, this week is the dedication. And you have a lineup of, you have a, a, a tremendous lineup coming. Yes, to the glory of God. Man. Yes. Uh, and so we're, we're I, got, I tell you the truth, we're trying to get there Sunday night uh, with Sinach and, and, to, and to enjoy that. That's, that's oh. if I only have one night, I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great night. And, and these are really good people. So come yes. with family, come with friends. Let's enjoy the presence of God. And, you know, if you can't introduce yourself, you know, let's get to know you and, you know, we'll build friendship and get the family bigger. Yes, yes. And Praise then uh, stick around and, and enjoy enjoy the service. Have a great time. Pastor John, thank you so much. Thank you so it's much. It's been my great pleasure to share this time with you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It's an honor. And we have you on the air. So right after this program ends, when we say goodbye at 430. The uh, word of God. Yes, covenant <laughs> word starts. And so enjoy it. And God bless you. San Antonio, get to church. God bless you. Thank a- you, Pastor John. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to better know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.